Hey guys, how's it going? This is Jeremiah here. And Jason, and we are the Destruction Reviews Podcast. Coming to you live from Waukesha, Wisconsin. It is great to be sitting here because we have just experienced the Christopher Nolan film Oppenheimer, starring Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pugh, uh, Rami Malek, Josh Hartnett, Casey Affleck, Gary Oldman, and a cast of thousands. So uh, we are going to be discussing uh, a lot of plot points. There will be spoilers ahead, so if you haven't seen the movie yet, pause this, watch the movie, come back. But if you have seen the movie, please enjoy uh, our review. And uh, I'd let's start, like to start this off by asking Jeremiah... What did, what is your initial reaction coming out of the movie theater? Okay, initial reactions. Well, my very first reaction is the movie was fantastic. Uh, another Christopher Nolan uh, masterpiece, to be all honest with you. Uh, great movie, great message, great actors. Uh, just an overall tremendous film, and it really captured uh, American history and... Um, what will we say? The spirit of what happened back back then in those times. And, um, you know, it uh, it poses a lot of questions. Lots, lots of questions and uh, tons of things that we can get into. We got some stuff that, some specific stuff that we'd like to get into today. But this conversation could go on for hours because uh, the film brings up many, many things. I, I agree. I, I walked out of that movie uh, absolutely uh, amazed. It was a phenomenal uh, piece of filmmaking. It was great cinematography, great script. Um, the historical accuracy, uh, because this is based off of biography on Robert Oppenheimer, uh, they touch on a Who lot of... Who was a brilliant man, by the way. Oh, <laughs> I mean... This guy, if you didn't know his history, the fact that he basically came up with the idea of black holes oh. uh, before astronomers found them. Beautiful. Uh, he'd, be, he'd been a Nobel Prize winner just for that. <laughs> I would agree. I mean, especially considering that the whole black hole subject is still in question today. They yeah. still don't necessarily know what they are or how they're formed uh it's still many many questions and to see he was already on that beat you know over 50 years ago right man Ugh. uh great great mind uh i you know they're walking into this film i'm a huge christopher nolan fan there's tons of his films that i would put in my all-time favorites uh stuff like the dark knight uh inception interstellar um uh, Dunkirk was a really good film. I mean, he, he is somebody that I think walking into it, I was ready to, uh, ready to be entertained by, but the film that he showed was, uh, something that was educational and did pose a lot of questions, which we're going to get into. But, um, and I see, would, this is where I think that me and you differ a little because uh, you're a huge Christopher Nolan fan, and I didn't even know I was a huge Christopher Nolan fan. But uh, in fact, I am. Uh, he has done multiple films that I uh, really, really like. Um, you know, 
And oh man, I just don't, I can't, I can just go on and on about this guy. He is a phenomenal director. Phenomenal. So I guess we could start this off by uh, discussing some of the things that we liked about the film. And um, one, the first, I, I guess the biggest thing uh, that I think both of us kind of talked about was the stellar acting. Mm. Uh, I thought Killian Murphy, who you might have known from his roles as the Scarecrow in The Dark Knight, uh, he was in Red Eye, mm-hmm. uh, and some other um, independent films where he didn't really have this type of presence on film. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, great actor. He always does a, a great job. I will say that, but uh, there was something special about what he pulled off with Oppenheimer. He he embodied that role. Uh, um, sometimes, you know, I, I like I like to say an actor is really good when they can act with their eyes. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stoic moments. There's a lot of thought processing moments in this film where us as an audience are contemplating uh, the decisions that are being made. And he is too as the character. And I think that draws us in. And I think the fact that we see him question um, his his motives and uh, question if this is the right thing for him to do or not really leads the audience down that path. Uh, when you see the creator, the manufacturer of this entire project, start to question himself, is this even a good idea? Uh, I feel like the audience has no choice but to go down that line of questioning. So... That was, uh, I feel like that was brilliant. That was part of the, the genius of this movie uh, was to make the audience guess and, and uh, internalize with themselves as they're watching the actors do it too. And in phenomenal fashion, by the way. I, we, we just cannot praise these guys enough for the great work they did, all of them. Uh, me in particular, I got a thing for Matt Damon. Mm. Matt Damon uh, he really, really stood out to me. He was uh, amazing. I felt like uh, Robert Downey Jr. was great as always. and uh, But Matt Damon, man, man, he slammed it out of the park. I think, I think Matt Damon is somebody who should be considered for a Best Supporting Actor nomination uh, because he, he really... Um, it really holds his own in the scenes with Oppenheimer mm. uh, as as sort of the military mind that is uh, he already kind of knows what the government wants with this weapon if it if it becomes a reality mm-hmm. and he's just kind of pulling the strings to get it done mm-hmm. the puppet master the puppet master <laughs> and and uh, uh, one of the one of the scenes that I know Jeremiah really liked is um, uh, once the once the the test, the first test was was a success. Oh yeah, and um, he moves. The, the 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 weapon will be moved to you know, the military purposes. Uh, they they completely they completely cut Oppenheimer out of the picture, which was uh, th- that was just jarring to see. You know, because um, it went the way you would expect a government operation to go. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, build this for us. You're so important. But only while you're building this bomb. 
immediately, I mean, almost immediately directly after the job was complete, they knew it would work. He was almost completely cut out of the picture. They didn't want any more help from him. And that was, that was jarring to see. Oh, it was almost, um, it was almost sad and watching mm-hmm. like, you know, almost like a parent watching a baby get ripped mm-hmm. out of its arms. Like he had... and, and I felt like th- that, that moment when you realize that the government is saying, okay, your job is done here. It really emphasizes the question, should he have done this? Mm-hmm. Should he have done this? Because now your creation, which to him was like, um, you know, something beautiful. You know, he 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 was such a brilliant mind. And he was just chasing. He couldn't even believe the fact that you could split an atom. Right. You know, um, and, you know, to see his genius and the beauty of his mind uh, kind of be used against him in, a, in, in, in some sort of a way. Towards the end of the movie, I felt like uh, was a really unique way to to put it across to the audience. Do you think uh, to go on to your point, do you think uh, he should have been a part of this project? Do you think this weapon should have been made? Well, I feel like this conversation can go multiple ways. Uh, I feel like most people will see it as a necessary evil. Uh, it was something that uh, most of the scientists from the movie, it was conveyed that most of the scientists weren't too happy with deploying the bomb on innocent civilians, mm-hmm. but it had to be done to win the war. Right. So, you know, when you take all that into perspective, if we didn't drop the bombs, what would have happened? That's see, that's that's that that and, 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 and it's the fact that we have that unknown of if we didn't do this, would the world be ran by Russia or the Chinese or Germany or Germany? Because originally, in once Hitler invaded Poland, mm-hmm. um, uh, their scientists had already started working on nuclear reactions, Absolutely. and um, w- one of the big reasons that the Americans, uh, I guess, succeeded in creating this weapon was the fact that Hitler hated the Jews so much that he didn't want to fund his scientists who by, were Jews. Right. By the way, Oppenheimer was also Jewish, and. I really like that part of the film where um, I didn't really know anything much about him. I don't okay. believe our history books and, and social studies never really taught us about no, that. No. So to to learn that under un, under value, undercredited guy. Yeah, uh, uh, it's it's interesting they say undercredited because okay. I think as we learned at the end of the film, he gets discredited, mm. and so history wrote a different story. Yep. Um, but the fact that he's Jewish gave us perspective as an audience to to see why it was so important to mm-hmm. him. Because like he said, if if we're not responsible with this, we sure know that the Nazis won't be. Right. Yeah, if the Nazis would have got it, man, it would have blew us all to hell. I mean, let's just be honest about yep. it. I mean, just, with, 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 what Hitler had going on at the time, and uh, then you got, you know, other countries backing them, and uh, it would have been horrible. You know, just to be all honest, if instead of us dropping those bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, if Russia would have came and dropped a bomb on Los Angeles or, you know, one of those coastal um, states, it would have been horrific, horrific. And I mean, you know, 
and this is why I go back to there's two ways to look at this because the fact that he did do it now you get to the other half which was very interesting to see you know he became death mm -hmm. you know and you know to see the world we live in now practically 24 7 under the threat of a nuclear war or a nuclear attack uh it's frightening it's frightening and maybe he saw that a little bit too late uh maybe he knew it the whole time you know who knows i, I think i wonder if um i think he knew it the whole time okay i think just because one of the one of the concerns before they tested the um the los alamos bomb was uh, uh what was the phrase environmental reaction or something mm. like that where if the cloud went up or the flame went up so high that the the atmosphere would start right. on fire um so but scary stuff man. scary stuff <laughs> but like i think he knew the 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 uh consequences of it mm -hmm. unfortunately once you know matt damon had that scene where they they kind of wrote him off and mm -hmm. said you know we'll we'll let you know about it uh what does he say oh uh, what does he say he oppenheimer <laughs> asks him to keep him informed or yes. up to date something along those lines and and you know matt damon you know they were cool so matt damon you know instinctively i felt like said of course and then as he walked away man he turned around and i felt like that's where they really put an emphasis on, you know, these are people, they do have their own beliefs and their own values, but at the end of the day, they're doing jobs, man. Right. And, and you know, he turned around and he responded as best as I can, you know, on like some secret agent, you know, top secret <laughs> classified <laughs> stuff, man. It was just incredible. And now I have, okay, so I have a question for you. Okay. The fact that they knew that this, this, the, the test, not even the actual deployment of the bomb, mm -hmm. the test itself could uh, wipe out the entire the entire world, yeah. burn the entire atmosphere. How do you feel about them still uh, choosing to proceed, even though that could have been a possible outcome? <clears throat> I, I I have to go back into you know nineteen forty whatever mm. during World War Two and realize like. Like we were, this was, this was going to be our survival mm -hmm. because if the, if, if the Nazis got overseas or, mm -hmm. or nuclear power, because one of the scenes, uh, before they tested the Trinity test, uh, there was a Russian test that they saw mm -hmm. that went into the ocean. Which by the way, they blamed Oppenheimer for. Oh man. Oh. It is, it is so <laughs> many levels to this movie. It got really deep, um, man. And, 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 and it was, it was crazy to see, you know, uh, well, okay. We're giving spoilers. So I, I can, I can say it here, but you know, uh, Strauss had it out for Oppenheimer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it made sense towards the end of the movie, how he tried to blame that test on Oppenheimer. Uh, but still, man, you know, they were working hard, man. The, the other side was coming. Yes. And that's, that's why I think, um, to answer your question, I think they, they had to do it regardless because if they didn't, mm -hmm. I mean, if it failed and it, you know, mm -hmm. killed the vicinity of people, mm -hmm. well then it would already be too late. Right. Um, 
the fact that it worked was amazing. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, man, I'm telling you, I, I know we're going to jump around to different parts, but right. that testing, the Trinity testing was amazing. Like, okay. like I thought the sound editing in this film was amazing. Um, there was a lot of, uh, just, you know, the score and the action and, mm-hmm. and, and the, the, the sound of the movie was amazing. But when that bomb goes off and it's, completely silent mm-hmm. all you hear is oppenheimer breathing and watching every you see everyone's reaction mm-hmm. but the audio cuts out and i can i, t- I tell you that moment in the theater man <laughs> i think everybody held their breath yeah I, it was a powerful moment oh. man because that was the big coup de gras you know it was uh finally time to show the power we have harnessed yes you know um and I think I, I kind of commented on this while we were in the theater. You know, I asked, well, obviously, you know, they didn't set off an atomic explosion right. to create that scene. So, you know, that's why I kind of leaned over and asked you, you know, did they, because it was a huge explosion. Right. Did they actually create that explosion? Because, you know, I know those guys do that kind of stuff. Or was it CGI? I couldn't really tell. So I looked that up okay. and I saw, so they did They did no CGI in this movie. It was all mm. practical effects, miniatures, wow. and some computer, like, they did, you know, maybe enhance the orange okay. and stuff like that. But that was all miniatures and, like, practical effects. Wow. Just filmed, you know, in a way that looked real. real. Wow. Amazing. They they <laughs> they are all so talented, <laughs> man. It's 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 just incredible, man, what they were able to pull off with this. I mean, th- there are movies that come out that that go viral, I guess you would say, and you know, lots of people watch and like, but I feel like only a select few come out every couple of years that really capture the minds of the people and i feel like this was this that's what this film pulled off we our minds have been captured by this film in a way that is extremely hard to do extremely hard to do and this is coming from somebody who watches tons of films we both me and jason that's what we do we watch films we watch we consume information we do research uh, you know, and we just uh stay up to date, man, and uh this uh yeah, outstanding. What um what what captures you about this movie? What what is making it an impactful film for you? Ah man, I go back to the fact the overall question that is, you know, should we have done this? Mm-hmm. I I feel like that was the, the the that was that's the thing that hooks us all. Um, you know, good versus evil, you know, um, good versus evil, yin and yang, you know, uh, different types of outcome, the what if scenario, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I feel like oftentimes as humans, you know, we do things out of fear. Um, could that have been the overall driving force for the development and the deployment of the bomb? Was it fear? Did, did did they have uh, information or maybe reasoning that would suggest they didn't necessarily need to blow <laughs> China's cities off the right. off That's the a, roof? Uh-huh. Okay. But you know, uh, it's part of my language. Um, but you know, it's 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 uh, that 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 overall 
question of was this the right thing to do? I mean, you know, nobody obviously feels sorry for the communists and uh, definitely not for the Nazis. Uh, I don't think anybody would, at least not most logical people, would feel sorry for them. Because let's be honest, man, they, you know, especially back then, those countries were not good places to be. Right. Um, not for the people and the, the the politics and most definitely not for the citizens. I mean, they, these were tyrannical monsters and uh, they had to be stopped. Um, one person that uh, is um, questioning the right and wrong of it in this movie is um, Louis Strauss, mm. uh, he who played by Robert Downey Jr., uh, and he, um, what's great about this film is in three acts, like this, this film was split up into three hours okay. and it's one hour is the, uh, Oppenheimer as questionable connections with the communist party. Okay. Baby Oppenheimer. So, baby Oppenheimer. <laughs> Second hour, you've got the creation and deployment of the weapon. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it actually goes off at about two hours. Yep. And then the third hour is the aftermath. Mm. And, and uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, I, I, please don't lose your train of thought. But that was if 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 the three acts, the final act was definitely by far my favorite. Okay. <laughs> I was I was just gonna kind of uh, I was I was gonna preface that by saying oh. I was gonna agree with you in a sense, saying that Robert Downey's uh, Robert Downey owns that third act. Oh yeah. Uh, because you find out throughout the movie, if you've seen it, uh, you know that there is sort of a, a mystery as to why are we having these meetings? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is this about? Um, and honestly, I didn't know anything about it until I watched this movie. Mm-hmm. And in the third act, you find out that Strauss is the one that leaked the documents mm-hmm. uh, that led to uh, Jagger Hoover and the FBI putting Oppenheimer on the uh, communist watch list. Right. And the the uh, I want to say synonym, but that's not the right word. The the comparison of Oppenheimer's testimony in the broom closet or wherever the hell he was. <laughs> right. Uh, and then and then Strauss's um which, which by the way they said we're gonna put him in this little room <laughs> and have this entire this huge investigation. <laughs> um and then Strauss's congressional hearing with with all the pomp and circumstances mm-hmm. of um of what those look like. Um and uh to see Strauss be the puppet master, mm-hmm. but then to be completely undermined by uh, a scientist, uh, Dr. Hill, uh, played by Rami Malek, who has like, I mean, that guy talk about, you know, one scene in your, he was amazing, <laughs> but he undermines Strauss's um, credibility by just being honest mm-hmm. and, and standing up for the science community. Uh, and uh, so then that leads to, Strauss to lose his seat. Um, I, f- I forget what he was actually being interviewed for, but he loses his seat mm-hmm. for something based off a vote of senators. And to watch him 
have that soliloquy in the in the break room talking mm-hmm. about how like he was the, it was all Oppenheimer's fault. Right. He was you know he was trying to do the right thing, and then it still doesn't matter because right. because just like Oppenheimer's trial mm-hmm. and and Strauss's discussions, uh, both both guys didn't get the witness list. Right. Both guys didn't get the complete. Um, fair defense mm-hmm. that maybe they should have. And so like I sit back and I go through all of this, mm-hmm. who he turns out to be the villain of the movie, the capital capital V villain of right. the movie. <laughs> and he is discredited and thrown away just like Oppenheimer was. Right. It's like, then I sit back and I go, you know, Truman, it's like Truman, is he the true puppet master of all of this? Mm. Because he takes credit for it. He does. He literally uh, uh, calls Oppenheimer a crybaby. Right, literally tells Oppenheimer, this isn't about you. This is about me. I'm the one. I'm the who, one. Who deployed that yes. bomb. And so, but Robert Downey Jr. just, uh, he um, he really acted in this movie like mm. like he's been tony stark for like right. 15 years right <laughs> we the, all love him the ultimate good guy <laughs> right um he hasn't been this swarmy yeah. in a long time oh yeah uh and he's I, always the the charming uh you know handsome guy yeah. you know everybody loves him but he know? he was phenomenal in act three absolutely uh and 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 to also talk about act three we talk about the rami malik scene mm-hmm. which was great um uh, Matt Damon's scene uh, as uh, General Groves when he comes in for his deposition mm. <clears throat> and um, they ask the uh, the committee asks Groves you know would you give uh, Oppenheimer clearance based on our parameters today and it's like 19 it's in the late 50s when this is actually happening yeah. so it's it's well past the time of the of the creation of the bomb yep. and he looks at the guidelines and he says Based on this, I don't give Oppenheimer clearance. Right. And they're like, okay, thank you, sir. And he's like, but I wouldn't give we'll anybody right, any clearance. Of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, like, you know, he gets up, he walks away, and he has this, Damon has this look of, like, I don't know if it's regret or sorrow or, like, just loss. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, he knows that this is a sham. Yeah. And... Um, he's a military man, like through and through. Mm-hmm. He's an engineer. Uh, Groves was a very smart man, yep. and this was another character, mm-hmm. another puppet mm-hmm. in the government's game the that gets tossed scheme. away. Yep. Uh, and and then I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have Jeremiah talk about this, but I think Emily Blunt as Kitty Oppenheimer, his okay. second wife. Okay. Uh, uh, her character arc is one I never saw coming. Okay. And I want Jeremiah to talk about that. Okay. Well, well, first of all, she's a great actor. She's a great actor. And, uh, you know, I, I mentioned this to Jason uh, earlier in the day. And, uh, you know, we were just kind of shooting thoughts back and forth. And I said, you know, oftentimes the characters I you know fall in love with the most are the ones who you don't like to start with. To start with, I felt like she was very edgy, um, kind of shrewd. Uh, you know, she was uh, unfaithful to her husband, or she was talking down on her husband. You know, nobody, you know, nobody looks up to that type of stuff. So they, 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 they paint her in a, you know, sort of dim light to begin the movie. But then, as the movie progressed, 
And as her and Oppenheimer's connection got deeper and stronger, you see how her feelings for him were genuine. And then even, you know, see, even early on, you know, I, I felt like when Oppenheimer comes in, okay, th th these guys, they, they just hooked up. And, you know, they have a baby and Oppenheimer comes in one night and the baby's hollering up and down. He's hollering, hollering, hollering. Oppenheimer asks her, you know, are you going to go see her? And she just lashes out, man. Mm -hmm. Lashes out, grabs her bottle and walks off. And that, at that moment, I thought she would never recover from me. You know, I, I, I was solid on the fact that, you know, this, okay, I don't like this character. Right. But, man, she came through in a huge way later on in the movie. Uh, when they put her in that room to give her testimony, uh, she ripped those guys to shreds. Yes. Yes. <laughs> ripped them to shreds. And, you know, she she was the only person telling Oppenheimer, you know, you're right. These guys are they're, they're conspiring against you. You need to fight back. And, uh, you know, I, I grew to, to to love her character. I, I, I felt like she pulled that off phenomenally. She, it was it was amazing. Phenomenal. Uh, you know that that scene alone when she's in the uh, interview. I mean mm -hmm. that 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 could be that could be award winning, right? <laughs> uh, because it it is true. Like as a, a supporting actor or a supporting actress, uh, that character has to push our main character to succeed, right? Or or go on with the story, and she's basically with him for pretty much most of the movie um for some reason she stays right. with him right but um man i'm telling you that was just dude that scene alone it was so, just i th i mean i don't know if maybe maybe i i'm misremembering this uh -huh. but i think people were actually like yes in the theater <laughs> <laughs> <They're ridiculous. laughs> at least i felt because like it. she was the only one who had the guts uh -huh. man to actually you know go a different route you know pretty much everybody they brought in there were uh agreeing with this you know mockery of a trial or whatever they wanted to say they were having against Oppenheimer you know closed doors you know uh his his attorney never saw any of this this stuff they had against him right. didn't even get copies of it wouldn't let him hear any of the uh recorded uh conversations they had none of the documents he was allowed to see and um uh she was uh she came through big time at the end Came through big time at the end. So many huge performances, man. So many huge performances. And okay, so before we move on to the next topic, I just want to hit on one more thing, Jason. Mm -hmm. This Christopher Nolan guy. Yeah. Okay. You, he is such. I have no idea how or where this guy does his research, but he is very thorough. The fact that he even showed the up and down you know, back and forth between the scientists. Mm -hmm. Because as we all know, Albert Einstein is in the movie. Yes. And, you know, his theory of relativity, it still stands today. But, you know, back then it was, um, it was uh, considered um, uh, against the grain to mm -hmm. go against mainstream ideas like that, which he did, you know, to, to get his, his big spot, you know, his 15 minutes of fame, he went against former scientists, you know, and to see the fact that not someone was replacing him, but, you know, even I've said, you know, they, they asked him, do you want to, uh, Strauss, Robert Downey Jr. asks him, Hey, do, you know, do you want to meet 
Albert Einstein, you know, the, the, the brain of the century. And he's like, no, I've known him for years. And then, you know, Robert Downey Jr., like anybody else would be, is super confused. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? You're a scientist. This is the greatest scientist of all time. And, you know, Oppenheimer just tells him, hey, man, he invented that theory of relativity 40 years ago. And it just shows you how the scientific world is very much so a competition of ideas, mm-hmm. and you know, I, uh, uh, you know, you know, uh, ideologic beliefs, I guess, and um, you know, to see one scientist Strauss try to take down Oppenheimer, another scientist, all because he went against his scientific theories, right. Uh, powerful man, and and for Christopher Nolan to be able to convey that along with everything else he put into this movie, and there's a lot. Yeah, uh, that was brilliant. Um, do you think there was uh, too much, or not enough, or just about the right amount of science in the movie? Just the right amount, because science. It can get boring, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like, you know, that's this Christopher Nolan. Once again, he is he is fantastic. He made science. He he made this science this this film about science and history almost into an action film. Yeah. Okay. There's no fighting. There's no superpowers. Uh, you know, you don't even see these guys going to war. Right. You never see it's any a troops. War movie right. without, with, with, without with no war, troops. With no troops. No troops. Uh, no troops, no no warplanes. You don't see any of that stuff. I mean, you see a couple of military trucks and vehicles and stuff like that, but you don't see actually combat. Right. Um. And uh, man, but the whole time though, you knew we were at war. Yep. This was very serious. Um. Very serious. So another good performance, uh, was from uh Florence Pugh, mm. who um she did she played the. Card-carrying communist Gene Tadlock, <laughs> who Oppenheimer meets in the first act, mm-hmm. uh, and she, um, her character essentially is one of the one of the main reasons that he is and will always be questioned about his communist uh, connections. He never joined the Communist Party. Mm-hmm. His brother uh, did, uh, mm-hmm. based on the woman based on the woman he married. And his brother essentially took Oppenheimer to a party with uh, with Gene Tatlock there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Florence Pugh, um, she, her, she is um, she is somebody who, if you've seen her in Black Widow, if you've seen her in uh, Midsummer, uh, even Lady Macbeth, she does a lot of independent stuff. Okay. She does a lot of real character work, uh, and this was. A very strong performance, uh, very uh, very revealing. Mm-hmm. You know, she um, she does not mind being nude on yeah. screen. <laughs> Has some nude scenes um, in there, and I, I honestly think that's why they were mad at him because she was so hot, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, I mean, it was it was, oh, it was kind of a, it was. I was not mad, right? <laughs> um, but um, but it also. You know, we talk about power and control in this movie, and she used her her sexuality mm-hmm. to well. She thought she was controlling Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. but uh, um, <clears throat> it uh, it it um, she was definitely impactful. I just 
I don't know if, you know, I, I thought about this for a while. And one of the things I didn't like about the movie was maybe so much nudity. Okay. Like, I get like the first scene of them having sex was fine. Uh, it was needed, I guess, for that part of the movie. But then it kept happening. Uh, and I, you know, not that it's going to like take this movie down a notch. Um, but I, I look back and I think to myself, does she need to be in this movie as much as she was? Well, you know, I'm going to be all honest, man. If there was one character uh, that the movie could have did without, I'm not saying she shouldn't have been in the movie right. or she didn't play a, a, a decent role. But if there was one character that would be removed and nobody would probably notice, it would have been her. Mm-hmm. It would have been her. Uh, I, you, you know, today, sex sales, man, you know, I mean, it's sad to say that, but even in a movie as grand as this one, I suppose you got to have something in there, right? I mean, right. It, it definitely, I mean, I, I tell you, it definitely opened up. I was like, I think we were leaning forward at that point. Right. We're like, hey, well, what is going What's on right? here? What's the, what does spanking is? Because this, this is the most I've ever, the most nude I've ever seen in right. a uh, hey, Nolan film. Isn't that Black Widow's sister? Yeah. Like, oh my God. Right. Um, but, uh, oh, and, and the reason why I, I question the character, like, does she need to be in the movie at all or as much? Because the biggest part of the, uh, communist question on Oppenheimer is his connection with, uh, the guy Chevalier. 100%. Uh, you know, if, if her character doesn't exist... Her character exists because he eventually steps out on her mm-hmm. uh, to meet his wife, to meet Kitty. Yep. And he gets Kitty pregnant, and so then he leaves her to marry Which, Kitty. by the way, let's not forget to mention, Kitty left her husband mm-hmm. because she got pregnant. Yes. And Oppenheimer wanted to get married as soon as possible before she started showing him. Yes. That, it, oh. It, oh, man. So they had you, everything. So then you quit, you know... You know, all our heroes are flawed, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he's not a perfect person. And so I think as the audience, that those type of plot points are put in there for us to question maybe later in the third act. Like, mm. is he really telling the truth? He does have this history mm-hmm. of stepping out. You know, I got to be honest with you, man. You know, at some points, you know, I couldn't tell which way they were going with this. Right. I couldn't tell if, you know, they were really trying to... Uh, you know, bring it all to a head and say, this guy was so phenomenal. He 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 helped us do this. But guess what? He was really working for the other side. I couldn't tell if that was, until the end, I couldn't tell if that was the message they were trying to overall convey. Because, you know, like you said, the history on Oppenheimer is just, you you it's out there, man, but it's not. It's not, it's, okay, you look up Albert Einstein and then you look up Oppenheimer and see what you get, man. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, so I feel like his story was pretty much untold, and you know, uh, what a great way to to bring it to us. There have been uh, multiple movies ba- like discussing this type of this history, right? Mm-hmm. But nothing was ever impactful or has reached wider audiences like this, mm. right? Like, like if if this movie came up on Netflix, I think we'd all just scan over it. Right. More unlikely. And, but, you know, this is a big summer movie. This is a big, this is a movie theater movie. Oh, yeah. Right. 
you have a giant cast. We've talked about the cast, and there's there's probably a handful of people we're not even going to get to that you all know mm-hmm. if you've seen the movie or in the movie. Um, but it's we kind of you know we're talking about the um, how did how did you phrase that 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 it 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 was an impactful movie that it was. Um, that it captured us. Oh, right, right, right. It captured it captured the 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 history and the interestingness of it. Like I know when I came home mm-hmm. after the movie to take some notes before we did the show, mm-hmm. I'm looking up, you know, Wikipedia, I'm looking up <laughs> I'm looking up historical pictures, I'm right. looking up all these things <laughs> because uh, as you know if you've seen the movie, it's all recorded, it's all real. Yes. Right? Like yes. The scene where he where Truman calls um, Oppenheimer a crybaby literally happened. I mean, the audacity, of, right. the audacity of of of, of Harry Truman to uh-huh. just be like, you know, this is I did this and I pulled the trigger and I dropped this and I did this, and to just shoo away like like the nationalism of America in the forties and fifties, uh, which sort of led to all of this is something that I question. I, I, I even question today of like, you know, people who um, blindly, I don't want to get political too much, but people who, people who follow a certain way of living because though that's what we always do mm. is maybe not a healthy way of going about it because if we question uh, our theory or morality of things, then maybe we'll have a different view on life. But like when the bomb gets dropped and, you know, everyone's cheering on the base and, you know, everyone's happy about it because we won the war. It's because that's what America wants. Mm-hmm. We want to wave our flags. We want to do this. <sighs> But then we come back to the question, like, did we need to do that? Right. And so, like, um, the... Uh, what, what, the was, it, was it about winning the war or was it about winning the war and showcasing our immense power? Right. Well, I think, or was it just about showcasing the power? Right. Because what, what if we don't win the war? What if right. they didn't stop? What if Jap- Japan didn't stop? Yeah. Which, you know, after the first bomb, they didn't stop. You know, right. we, it, it took three days later till we dropped the second bomb, mm-hmm. or uh, what was it called, Big Boy, a big fat, fat uh, little boy, big boy, fat fat man, and little, little boy, man. yeah, <laughs> something like that. We dropped this, we dropped its big brother on Nagasaki three days later because the Chinese, uh, they didn't, they didn't give up, they didn't give up, no. they didn't Too stop. Much honor. Yep, they didn't stop uh, their fight right away and you know it took a, a double dose of nuclear power <laughs> to, to put it into it man and uh, you know okay but so before we move on to the next topic you said something that I like to comment on the, the fact that they were able to capture you know us in this moment I feel like it's really interesting because you know uh, obviously uh, we're in the midst of um, one of our allies Ukraine in war right now with Russia. Do you think that the the bringing out of this movie was a bit of a warning maybe from, uh, I wouldn't say the powers that be, but maybe even Christopher Nolan felt like, hey, we're going to war or it looks like we're going to war. Maybe we should put out something that will kind of bring it back a little bit. 
What do you think about that? Um, well, to be to be technically correct, okay. Ukraine is not part of NATO. Okay, sorry about that. So, so they are not. A, they're fighting real hard to get into NATO. They, they are. They are. Um, and no, it's nothing to apologize for okay. because it's it's kind of hard. Like like European uh, European countries and all that stuff. Like you know, if you don't know, you don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, they're not in NATO, so that is why the United States haven't put boots on the ground. Because if they do that, then Putin would take that as an invasion, uh, a breach of contract. Okay. Uh, and that would maybe start nuclear war. So, I do believe that this was put out as a warning, or at least for people to understand what we might be facing, mm. or what our you know what people over in Europe right. are facing. Um, if if Russia invaded Poland, which which mm. sits next to Ukraine, that would be invasion of NATO countries, okay. and so that at that point the U.S. could attack Russia. Um, so that's how close we are to that button going down. Mm. Putin has said in some of his interviews, if the U.S. ever, you know, did do that, he would push the button. Okay. And one more question, man. So do you think if, if, if that doomsday scenario were to take place, do you think it will go down, uh, practically the same way it would went down you know 60 years ago you know you drop an atomic bomb and the war is over whoever deploys that nuke first and and strikes you know that country's land with that nuke is it over at at that point or do do the do the nukes keep coming man i i think the nukes keep coming and so one of the points in the movie that I really hope would come across in this day and age was Oppenheimer wanted all the information to be told to Germany, to Russia, uh, probably to Japan, because mm. Japan was an ally of of uh, Germany. Um, because if everyone has the information, then nobody has the information. Exactly. And um, I think part of the pitch of this movie as far as like what Christopher Nolan was trying to say is the messages was that maybe military might and nationalism, uh, you know, blinds people to what could be the better solution. I love that point, man. Uh, I think that was very well said, man. I, I agree with you. I think, uh, today, you know, we live in a different world. Uh, the, the, the superpowers of the world are far, far, far and beyond much more capable, including Russia, Germany, uh, you name it. They're all far more capable than they mm-hmm. were, you know, way back then in that time. And, and, and you know, I, I think if, if, if we were to go down this route, it wouldn't just be big old bad America flexing what they got. Right. You know, they're, they're, they're coming back, man, and they're coming back. They're going to hit hard. You know, let's hope we don't go down that route. <laughs> Uh, one of the things I liked, um, this will probably be the last thing I, I talk about is the things I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked the pacing of the film. And even though it's a three-hour film, I did not feel tired. I didn't feel exhausted. I felt things moved almost too fast. Mm. Um, there was There was a lot of information in that first hour which needed to be put down. 
Uh, and the way the editing was, you know, you kind of went back and forth between these, between the past, between two different hearings. Between black and white and color. Right. <laughs> there was a lot going on, but like once you kind of like figured it out and, 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 and even the way the pacing was, mm-hmm. uh, um, it didn't. It didn't apologize. It's like if you didn't catch it, or if you didn't understand it, it's too bad. Yep. Um, and and uh, spoiler alert. That's also one thing I didn't like about the movie. <laughs> it's like I liked it. You I had liked a dislike. Oh no. Yeah, well, <laughs> I liked the pacing. Uh, I just I I didn't like it. I liked it because it moved fast for mm. three hours, but I didn't like it because I think it moved too fast for certain points couldn't be understood. You know, you and I, you were asking questions. I was asking questions throughout this film. There were a lot of people in the theater asking questions. There's a lot of people talking, yep. uh, which is fine because there's a lot of information to, to, to consume in this movie. The, the theater was absolutely buzzing. Yeah. It was, it was just buzzing from, from start to finish. It seemed like everybody was having this, uh, um, this, this, uh, bigger conversation while watching it all unfold. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Do you have any other things that you want to say was a standout? Uh, standouts. Well, the the, uh, the the um the costumes of everybody, you know how everybody looked. Yes, they definitely looked like it was you know nineteen forty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, 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 for a fact, uh, nobody looked modern. Uh, even the, the mannerisms and um, you know just some of the overall things yeah. they did. Uh, was very old school, very old school, very old fashioned. Like the fact that Oppenheimer, okay, you're you're, you're having an affair with this lady, but you still want to save face, have her divorce her current husband, mm-hmm. and then marry you all before the baby starts showing. That is old fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing that nowadays, man. You know, it's just not happening that way. It, it, uh, it that, that was brilliant, brilliant. Uh, and I will kind of piggyback that, uh, that the makeup and the hairstyling was phenomenal. I mean, I know when we first saw these trailers, I didn't recognize Robert Downey Jr. No, I did not. Uh, and I mean, if we're, you know, we're going to go back to the, the, the star of the film, Killian Murphy. Mm-hmm. If you've known his previous films, there is no way you put a picture of Scarecrow, uh, Killian Murphy next to Oppenheimer it's completely transformed yep. into this man. And I feel like he, he more to his credit, because, you know, uh, when he did Scarecrow, yet again a scientist. Oh, yeah. Yet again a scientist, but very different in uh, his approach to both roles. Uh, yeah, great, great job, great job. Um, I've already talked about the things that I didn't like, which okay. really wasn't much, the pacing and maybe the the gratuitous nudity and the editing, but uh, is there anything you didn't like about the film? All right. And I might be in this boat alone. Man. That's okay. But I did not like the fact that they didn't show us the bomb going off over Hiroshima okay. and Nagasaki. I felt like that would have been an even... That was a, an opportunity to, to, to really capture... If they would have showed the bomb go off or maybe some of the immediate aftermath. Now, of course, they wouldn't. No, of course, they weren't there to see it from. But they could have put something together, man. They could have showed, you know, I mean, we hear stories of, you know, people's shadows burned them to the ground and, you know, uh, you know, stripes from their clothing burned them to their skin. 
it would have been nice to see some of that stuff. And when I say nice, I don't mean actual nice. Uh, I just mean it would have been um, a great way to bring us in even more and ask even more. Look what we did to these people. Should we have done this? Mm -hmm. Should we ever do it again? I think I think that I I know we talked before we went and saw this movie. Like, do you think they're going to show that? Mm -hmm. And I I thought Christopher Nolan doesn't. You said no. I don't think he would, and and he didn't. There were there were glimpses where Oppenheimer was imagining what people look like, mm -hmm. um, but I think there could have been maybe in the um, maybe in the hearings. Uh, there could have been pictures or video shown to Oppenheimer or even Strauss mm -hmm. uh, about the impact of this bomb. Yeah, because you, if you remember, man, they it, it, uh, I forget what was going on, but it was a scene where they was like at the aftermath, they were showing like everybody involved in the project. Here's what happened to these people, but they didn't show us, right? You know, what I mean, right? It would have been just, it would have been, you know, even a, just a flash of it, yeah. you know, that would have yeah. been powerful, yeah. man. Right? Even right, didn't have to be like a giant scene, but at least mm -hmm. a flash. That would have been powerful. Uh, so we're going to be wrapping it up uh, pretty quickly here. Wait, wait, Jason. Before we give the outro. Oh, no, no, no. What? Oh. I'm just saying we got just oh, okay, uh, okay. before we uh, finish this up, uh, I, I do want to ask. Um, well, before I ask um, that question, uh, did you I guess we've talked about our uh, our, our thoughts, our likes or dislikes. Um, do you think this picture will be uh, getting any Oscar nominations and possibly wins? Well, I think it's almost a foregone conclusion. It will be nominated for several Oscars. Uh, like you said, uh, the music, great. Costumes were great. Uh, acting was great from the lead uh, actor and supporting and uh, the film was great. So uh, I, I think there's potential for, man, just <laughs> a massive award ceremony yeah. for this movie. <laughs> I, I think it gets nominated for Best Picture. Okay. I think Best Director, uh, Lead Actor. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting. I think Matt Damon and Robert Downey Jr. both could be considered for Supporting Actor. Okay, if you had your money, who would you, who would you play? Uh, if I had my money, uh -huh. I'd say Robert Downey Jr. Okay. But if it's my choice, mm -hmm. I think Matt Damon was better. All right. Uh, just, I liked his I liked his nuances better. Okay. Um, uh, I think Emily Blunt would be great for Supporting Actress uh, as his wife. Um and I I wouldn't be surprised if she is the one who actually took it home. I, I agree with you. I I would I I I I would like to see Matt Damon take it because he was incredible. Yep. And, and I don't know when the last time Matt Damon has actually been in a movie. I think it's been some time, right? The last one that comes to my mind was The Martian. Okay. Oh right, that was and that was years ago. Yeah. So to see him in a movie period was great because he is a great actor, but he just knocked it out of the park, man. Right. But the way uh, Blunt, you know. Uh, the way she, the way she took it upon herself to really play that villain and then bring it all home and yes. be the hero, yes. the second hero of the, yes. you know, it was phenomenal, tremendous, tremendous. 
Um, I think, you know, I think there's going to be, uh, you know, the editing, the sound, the costume, the costume, like you brought up, I think, I think they win hands down. Okay. Uh, I, I, it looked amazing. <laughs> um, so Take it is. Take a trip to 1940. Oh, man, <laughs> tremendous. So, I mean, I guess, I think I already know your answer, but would you recommend Oppenheimer? Without a doubt. I would recommend it. Uh, 10 out of 10 in my book. Uh, phenomenal movie, and yes, I would definitely give my recommendation. Uh, I agree. I, I think it is the best picture that I've seen this year. Um, I have liked uh, Knock at the Cabin. Um, I've liked Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I mean, on the right day, I think Cocaine Bear was a great movie. <laughs> but um, Oppenheimer, oh. m- you know, makes us, it entertains us, it educates us, it makes us question, would we do it? Why should we do it? Why would we do it? Um, how would we feel about it? Um, and it's um, and also before I'm sorry, Jay. That's okay. It also makes you think because they talked about why they were building the atomic bomb. They were also talking about the hydrogen bomb. Yes, you know, uh, program. So it's like, okay, what are we? What, what will we drop? What do they even have now? Right. Oh man, like, it could, it, it, it's scary, yeah. man. Scary, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, so I, I. I want to say thank you for for joining us. Um, we, uh, I think next week we're gonna check out uh, Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario. Uh, it's coming to Peacock um, tomorrow, August third, as we record this. Um, so if you guys haven't seen it, go to Peacock, check it out. Uh, you can join us next week and listen to our review. Um, you can hit us up on the Facebook group page. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what you think of Super Mario Brothers, Oppenheimer, uh, and anything else you might want us to check out. Um, anything else that you'd like to, uh, um, I think that'll do it, man. Everybody be safe out there. Yeah. You know, enjoy yourselves, enjoy the movies. And, uh, I think we'll see you next time. All right. And remember kids, ask your parents permission before subscribing. subscribing. (laughs) All right. Peace out.